Hi guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And also check us out on Facebook and Instagram, and we are Library Overload there. Okay, today is Buddy Read Day, and it was my pick. And you look very excited about it. I am so excited to talk about this. Oh my God. So, just to reiterate, we read The Logger Queen of Minnesota, and that was by J. Ryan Stradle. That's that's what I would have thought. Okay. That's my first my first guess. It could be Stradal. We really don't know. But it's S-T-R-A-D-A-L. We apologize, Mr. J. Ryan. Or Miss J. Ryan? I really don't it know. It is a him. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of a sweeping family saga, if I had to just very concisely describe it. So this follows two sisters, Edith and Helen. And it follows them from like age 15 and 20 till their 70s. So that was really cool to me. I've never read such a long... Why are you making that face? This is just my face. No, it's a weird face. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so I've never read anything that followed someone for such a long period of time. So that was very mm-hmm. interesting. So they go in completely opposite directions in life. Yes. Helen first tastes a beer at 15 and decides that she can make something better than that beer Mm -hmm. so she runs off to college majors in chemistry she wants to understand and know how to make beer in this very highly man populated industry yeah i think when she was doing that it was the 60s when she yeah they made it big in the 70s so she started Mm -hmm. in the 60s and then her sister edith is the one that married at 20 was a housewife, raised children, worked, and that was all she did. That was her life. Until Edith's uh, daughter and her husband are killed in a tragic accident. She has to take in her only granddaughter, Diana. And so then you get a little bit of Diana when she moves in with Edith. Yes, definitely a lot of points of view from from this novel, for sure. I wasn't expecting Diana I was just thinking it was just Mm -hmm. the two sisters. So when all of a sudden we're in a teenager's perspective, that kind of threw me for a second. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So tell me your thoughts, please. Well, it was okay. Okay. We'll discuss. Sure. Um, I think the things that I have issues with are a bit spoilery. Okay. So we'll discuss it at a later time. Okay. One thing that I can say that wasn't spoilery is the... The linear or the narration of the timeline jumping back and forth with Mm -hmm. no regard whatsoever to to where you were Mm kind of bugged me a little bit. Okay. Like it on Helen and Helen's point, you would be in the 60s and then it would jump to Edith in the 2018 and Mm -hmm. it like just was really disjointed Mm -hmm. for me. And I am not 100% certain why the chapter titles were the way they were. Is that how much they had in the bank at the time? Like No. Okay, so every chapter title was um an, an amount of money. Yes. 
And in every, so one chapter was $31. And in that chapter, $31 was mentioned. Mm-hmm. In one chapter. I didn't pick that up somehow. Mm-hmm. One chapter, I think, was um, one million twenty thousand dollars, and that exact amount I was mentioned. That amount mm-hmm. being mentioned. So each chapter was an amount of money, and it was discussed in that chapter. That was interesting, but I didn't pick it up until just this second. <laughs> I was today years old when I, when I sorted that out. Okay, so how many stars did you give this? I gave it three stars. Okay. That's not scathing, but it's pretty low for you. Yes. I usually just toss my stars about like You do. You give stars all willy-nilly. So I am a little... I didn't not like it. So I would like to talk about, if if we can without getting too spoilery, why you didn't love it as much. If you can. Yes. Um, I thought that Helen wasn't very nice. Mm -hmm. And... I really don't think she learns anything, honestly. I don't think she changes one bit whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was annoyed by that. And I was annoyed that there was no, I guess in my opinion, there was no, like, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I'll think about it in a second. Okay. I can't help you with that. I know. Not validation, but there was no, like... I don't, Like, Edith and Diana went through so much. Mm-hmm. And there was no, like, amazing thing that ended up happening to them. Like, they worked their asses off the whole time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have, like, this amazing, you know, vindication or, or whatever okay. of having trudged the hard path in life. Okay. If that makes any sense. It does. I will say that whenever I met a character, I didn't like them. Every single main character, when I first met them, I hated them. Mm -hmm. But each one of them grew on me in different Mm -hmm. ways. So Edith was, and this is something I'm working on. This is a character flaw that I have personally. But Edith At least you're self-actualizing. I'm aware. So Edith was an incredibly simple woman she was very okay with her lot in life she was perfectly fine with not changing this is who i am this is who i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. like it was and that's terrifying to me i find that that way of thought very scary Mm -hmm. and so initially i was just like well i'm not gonna like her and i loved her she was really, really sweet. She was wonderful. I just, I, I could see her as just like this person who just rolls with the punches. Not mm-hmm. like necessarily okay with her lot in life, but like, oh, well, I didn't get that. That's fine. Or, you know, and whatever. I hate that. But, you know. Yeah. She didn't get mad about it. She just, well, I can't change that. I'm moving on with my life. And I kind of liked that about her. Well, that reminds me of you, though. Yeah, like in certain instances, I'll be like, well, I mean, it happens. But, but it's only stuff that I just cannot change. Mm-hmm. If the, if there's something I can do about it, though, I'll do it. And I feel like in some ways, Edith was just, meh. I get that. I do think that a little bit, what you were saying does make sense in some regards when she starts gaining a little bit of notoriety mm-hmm. or whatever and she's like no I really don't want to I don't want to have to deal with all that right um but I can see someone who's very set in their ways not wanting the bother of that 
Yeah. I think that's an older person mm-hmm. thing. Possibly. I could see my grandma being a little upset. Yes, you're getting a little bit of, you know, notoriety or whatever, but it's kind of disrupting your life. And, right. You know. Um, okay. So next, Helen. So, again, I didn't like her. She was incredibly selfish. Um, I was really angry mm-hmm. at the end of the book. And we can talk about that. And it just... I know. I know. Um, But I have thoughts about it. And I'm happy to share them. But, okay, so another part of the synopsis that we didn't cover is, so Helen and Edith, their mother passes away. Uh, Edith, for a while, takes care of their father uh, when it gets to be too much for her because she also has two children. Uh, Helen and her husband come and stay with dad, and they're there until he passes away. Well, unbeknownst to Edith... Mm -hmm. Helen has talked to her father about her plans on how she wants to start a brewery and get her husband's family huge, I don't even know what, I guess, not franchise, but. I think it was a soda. It was a, yeah, like a, almost like a conglomeration, like, because they had started with beer that went down. So they did soda, um, and she she and her husband were both very like-minded in mm-hmm. their way that they wanted to bring it back to beer. So Helena told their father this. And so when their father did pass away, he left the entirety of their family farm only to Helen. Yes. And Helen sold the farm, took the entire profit from it, and hauled ass to open a letter she didn't she wrote her a letter oh she did send it she didn't call her on the phone she wrote her a letter that's right that's right i was so mad about that okay so they did that and so yeah i really really hated helen for that Mm -hmm. but i do think she paid for her sins and we can talk about that for in a moment i can see where some people might think so. I don't, I guess I don't think it was enough. Maybe that's my thing. Maybe not. I also really loathed the, the, the thought that she said she didn't fall in love with her husband until many years after they were married. Again, I think that was part of her selfishness. Yeah. She heard who he was and decided, well, this is the guy who's going to help me get a foot in the door. And so she married him. And yeah, but I do love that eventually she was like, okay, this is my partner. This is my match. But no, she went into it shadily. Yeah, she went into that. everything with the most selfish of intentions. I agree. I totally agree. And then we have Diana. I liked Diana. Uh, initially, I did not. Because initially, you meet her as she is thieving. But you figure out why. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, yeah. Like, she's struggling. Mm-hmm. And, as so many families are. Mm-hmm. And she's just really got this very hard-earned chip on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she's just incredibly lost. Like, she gets a perfect score on was it the PSATs? Yeah, the PSAT. Um, she gets a perfect score, and so everyone's like, "Oh my God, what are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go to college?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah, she didn't have a computer or the internet or any. Like, she's like, "I don't even remember taking this test." Yeah, and she was just like, "I don't even think that was me. Like, I think <laughs> you guys have it wrong." And she just kind of doesn't have a clue as to what to do to her, with her life other than 
be like Edith, who just works her ass off every single day of her life. It's one of those situations where someone is so poor they can't see the next. Like, they can't see the future because they're just trying to survive day to day. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot, honestly. It does. And so, now we've kind of got... Diana's really struggling, and so she's she goes to the richer neighborhoods, breaks into their garages, and steals the power tools that these people never use, because why would they need power tools when they're rich? Mm-hmm. And But one day, this guy catches her, and mm-hmm. instead of turning her over to the police, he makes her work, work it off, and it's a brewery. Yes, he has a, like an IPA brewery type thing and it's so cool how craft beer mm-hmm. that's the word and it's just, i knew i'd get there it's just so cool how the different relationships in this book kind of pan out mm-hmm. i did enjoy seeing that mm-hmm. and the stories the two sisters peripheral characters entwined mm-hmm. like edith worked at helen's college roommates restaurant for like yeah just kind of all intertwined that way and that was kind of neat it was really neat okay we're gonna have to talk spoilers now you have been warned yes literally everybody dies (laughs) literally (laughs) like george rr martin probably went through and started slashing people off in this thing but they were old not all of them like, hasn't Edith been through enough? I know. I know. That was incredibly sad. Yeah, like, like, first of all, Edith's husband dies. And then, like, not too long after that, I think she's still mourning. Mm-hmm. Then her daughter and her daughter's husband die. And she has to get Diana, and it's like... No. Yeah. Give this woman a break! Her life was shitty. But when we get to the point where Diana goes into labor, and the grandmas are... Up to the challenge of starting this brewery. Like, oh my god. That was really precious. And there was a moment where Edith realizes that she is probably for the first time in her life doing something for the specific reason that she wants to do it. And it's so, like, chilling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, oh my god, you're Mm -hmm. 75 years old. Mm-hmm. And this is finally when you're doing something that you want to do. Like, it was just like, oh, my God. I think a lot of people, and I, I speak from zero amounts of experience on this because I'm, I married later in life. Mm-hmm. But I think people who marry early and start families early have that kind of thing. Because I think you grow as a person and you change so much. And, and sometimes you realize you're not doing something that brings you joy until you're much older. But you, you're kind of stuck in a place where you can't really pursue your your passions until you're older as well. Um, yeah, I'll definitely say that. Like, I was literally just talking to your husband about this a, a few minutes ago. We were talking about how looking back, like I'm 30 now, looking back at the person who I was when I was 20 and I got married as a child. like Child bride. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't like her. I wouldn't want to hang out with her. I wouldn't want to listen to her. Like, nothing about who I was at 20 is anything that I am now. And that's a good thing. No, it is. It's great. But it's just like, no, the amount that you grow Mm -hmm. just in your 20s is insane. And no one should ever get married that young. And it's ridiculous. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. I just think that a lot of times couples get married so young and then they grow into different people. Mm -hmm. But then 
it puts more stress on the marriage. Yeah. Because you're growing in different directions. Yeah. Well, I think luckily both Eden and Hel- Edith and Helen both Helen somehow miraculously, but Edith, they ended up finding their person. Mm-hmm. And I do think Orville was Helen's person, mm-hmm. whether she went into it with the right intentions or not. Right. But she was just the worst. <laughs> she was so, the worst. Let's discuss her. So she was kind of the head brewer at Blotts. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of the brains behind it all. Over but all she her never got the fame for it. Right. She never really wanted it. Because she couldn't have it. Because if people knew how she got this life, they would have never bought anything from her. Mm-hmm. So because of the bad decisions that she made, she never got the notoriety that she wanted. I didn't see that as a correlation. I, I thought mm. it was just that she didn't want to be out there because she still wanted to be able to go out into the public. And like oh, she no. didn't want to be Mm-mm. the face of blots. She didn't think she would be good for it. No. At the very end... um. She's in a bar sitting by herself. Yeah, she has no that. children. She has no husband. He has passed away. She is completely and utterly alone in this life. And the the life that she built from her mind, she can't even... She starts kind of standing up for herself in this bar when people are talking about, did you know that... Blotz's wife was actually the one that did this and they're like oh well she stole the money from her sister and she she gets a little upset about it because she's like I've had to deal with this forever I was never able to go to um brew festivals because there all these men were there and I didn't Mm want to have the same kind of experiences that other female brewers had and she just she didn't allow herself to be able to enjoy it. And I think it all goes back to the bad decisions that she made when she was younger. I get that. I can see that. And so then I just... How many stars did you give it? I gave it five. Interesting. I loved it. Like, I... This is so weird. I know. And this is why I think our Venn diagram of books, you and I just, it just varies slightly, but I didn't think it was going to be this different. Like, I thought you would love it too. I mean, I didn't hate it. It was okay. Will I ever read it again? No. Oh. But, I mean, I just, there was so much sadness. And see, I hate doom and gloom. I hate characters constantly being shit on I hate it I hate it I hate it but for some reason I never felt like this was a horrible life Mm -hmm. simply because like you said Edith Edith just kind of let stuff roll off her Mm -hmm. back and that in of itself Mm -hmm. was difficult to read especially being in her mindset when things Mm -hmm. happened but like I don't know just her resilience Mm -hmm. was so incredible And being able to see her from a 20-year-old to when she's 77, Mm -hmm. I think, at the end, and how she's finally enjoying life. And Mm -hmm. she starts talking about how different people have different views of heaven. And she liked the idea that heaven was your most favorite day relived over and over. Like, that's kind of fun. Her favorite day was 
when she was 77. Like, that kind of character arc is the dream. It is really good. And I thought this book was so quiet. Like, nothing gigantic happens. No, no nothing gigantic happens no, at all. And I thought it was so quiet, but it was, I thought it was moving. I like, I, I finished that. this book and just had to sit and just, just let it soak in. Like, it mm-hmm. was, it was like, ah, it was so good. Like, I just, mm-hmm. it was so incredible. I get that. And, but I think that I read this book at the exact time that I was supposed to read it. That makes sense. Like, I struggle with contemporary fiction. And I think it's because of this kind of, like, normal people have this response mm -hmm. to a book like this. I wanted more. I wanted something else. I wanted some, like, you know, I wanted some big reunion. I kept waiting for the reunion, and it didn't happen until, like, the last page, guys. The last freaking page. (laughs) But I wanted this whole big, like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. No. Edith says, I knew as soon as I walked in here, you'd come too. Like, but that's, that was, that is exactly how it should have happened. Beer is what tore them apart and beer is what brought them back together. I I can see your point, mm -hmm. but I disagree. Like, I just, I mean, it's not that I disagree. I just have a different opinion. Sure. And I get that. But again, it goes back to how Edith just lets things roll Mm -hmm. off their back. Helen is a selfish person. Mm-hmm. Helen knows that when Edith sees her, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But Helen has to make the first steps. And so literally the first unselfish thing she does is walk into that brewery. Yes. I was really scared she was going to come in and buy it. Like, I was scared I was glad too. that she made the choice so not too. to. Yeah. But I just, and maybe I read too much like fantasy. That might be and it. it and I want a fantasy ending, but I wanted Diana to become famous, like a, a like a famous brewer. I wanted Edith to get some sort of like deserved vindication for for busting her ass all these years. I wanted Helen to fall on her knees and beg for forgiveness. Like I needed a little bit more. Yeah, and I I closed the book and I was like, really? That's that's it. That's kind of how I was at first. And that's why I had to kind of sit there and just let it soak in and really think about it. But, like, Edith did get that vindication. She made grandma's, what was it, rhubarb rhubarb pie pie in a bottle. Yeah, she made it. And the hugest craft beer critic gave her his first and only 100 out of 100. But not because the beer was good. But because, because of her story, everything, was good. but everything about it was just perfection, and so she—it's really good when we have a difference of opinion. It's more, yeah, more dialogue. No, I totally <laughs> agree. Instead of us just us just saying, "No, I loved it." No, I loved it. No, yeah. I loved it. No, but I just, I, I thought it was perfection that Edith got into this huge brewers magazine and got this perfect store score when Helen didn't. Mm-hmm. Helen was the brains behind a whole lot of crap and she made it crap because people didn't want craft beer in the 70s. No, they just wanted, they wanted really cheap, cheap light beer. Mm-hmm. It could taste like horse pee pee, which I thought 
beer was when I was younger. <laughs> I will say I don't like beer or mm. lager or ale and I'm not a drinker, but some of these sounded really good. I did not drink beer until I was uh, about 23. I, I hated it. I thought it tasted like horse piss. It was awful. Most of it does. Especially the kind that you can get when you're so young. <laughs> no, I never drank that crappy crap crap high school beer. <laughs> I never drank it. I was always a rum girl. I'm such a good girl. I didn't drink any alcohol whatsoever until I was legally old enough to Are drink it. Are you serious? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. This is the truth. I, Even when you were in a sorority... I didn't, I went to community college. So by the time oh. I made it to sorority, I was over 21. I, I was a good girl. <laughs> That's crazy. I, yeah. I'm trying I to drank think. Zima, like when I was 20, I'm 21. trying, oh my God. I'm trying to think if I have any family members that listen to this. It's okay if you do. I've talked smut. My mom listens. It's fine. I had my first drink at 15 that makes me a little sad for And you. it was liquor. Like. Gross. I know, but that's just. Yeah. I hung out with older kids. Like, I mean, I'm 30 yeah. now. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. get myself into any terrible situations. Like, Obviously. I was fine. But, yeah, it was real bad. I was yeah. drinking at 15. But. I was a real goody, goody two shoes, I guess is what it's called. See, I had that persona, but I was not. <laughs> um, I, I am a terrible liar (laughs) what you see is what you get (laughs) i I I understand the worst liar whatsoever i do know that that's not a phrase the worst liar yes yes daniel was like planning a surprise for bella for christmas and he didn't include me on it oh yeah he knew i couldn't keep the secret i knew about it did you really weeks oh my gosh yes (laughs) i can keep secrets the, the moral of the story, guys, is really is don't tell me things because I never the, tell Tavia anything. I'm the worst about like, it. It like eats me up. I have to tell people. Oh my gosh! See, I, um, I knew a gigantic secret, and Daniel assumed that I had told Chris because you know he's my partner. Like I would tell him everything, and Daniel mentioned it to Chris kind of just willy nilly, and Chris was like, "What?" I didn't know about this. And I was like, oh, I've known for years. Like, <laughs> you told me it was a secret. I didn't tell anybody. That's so like, no, I'm the worst. I'm yeah. the worst at secrets. And I, like, it's not that I intentionally want to tell always. It's just like, if someone asks me, I'm like, your face will tell it all. Yeah. Have you you've seen Big Bang Theory and Sheldon? He's mm-hmm. the worst liar. That's me. Like, <laughs> I start twitching like, <laughs> like, I just can't. Mm. Keep us keep it together. Don't include me on like office surprise parties or no. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. I'm not good. Well, anyways, back to beer. Yes. I didn't start drinking beer until I was probably 23. And it was just because I had this friend. We went down to Savannah for St. Patty's Day. And she literally was just like, this is the day. Green beer. You're going to drink beer. Because that was all you could get for cheap down there. <laughs> and it was green. I don't even remember. <laughs> That's how much I had to drink. But she would literally, she'd grab a beer from someone. Taste it. Do you like it? Nope. We'll grab another one. <laughs> she just started grabbing beers out of people's hands and making me try one until I found one that wasn't awful. That's funny. That's how I started drinking mm-hmm. beer. But Chris and I have been going to different breweries. Like Asheville's three hours away and it's a huge brewery city. Mm-hmm. And 
it's gotten to the point where we're we're both like super into beer like we bought all the it took us forever to decide on what beers we wanted to have at our wedding because it was very important that they all go with the food and they could complement each other so if you took a sip of this one and then a sip of this one it wouldn't be bad very serious discussions were made like it was just unreal so (laughs) i read this book at just the perfect time and i loved every minute of it and i loved that because of chris i knew about all the beer that they were talking about i knew what hops were i knew what this like and so i got it i understood it and Mm -hmm. i just thought it was even more fun not that you have to like beer to read this book because you don't you don't like beer Mm -hmm. but i thought it just made it more fun Mm -hmm. so i just i just loved it so well i'm really glad that you liked it like i said i didn't hate it yeah i just thought it was okay i am thoroughly surprised that I loved it because this book was mentioned on two different podcasts that I love so this was on what should I read read next and that's Ann Bogles and she's like the goddess of books and then also it was on um currently reading which is a newish podcast that I listen to um but they both all three of them so currently reading has two hosts and then Ann Bogle so all three of them rave reviews Loved it, loved it, but they also love a lot more contemporary fiction than mm-hmm. I do. And I was like, well, it's about beer. Come, kind of interested. And I just, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. Decision can't be taken back. It's too late now. We got to read it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm so excited I'm that, that I loved, loved it. it. I'm just, I'm thrilled. When anyone loves a book that much, yes. it always makes me yes. happy. I was genuinely moved. At the ending, I was moved. I thought that it was the perfect ending because Diana was working her way up and she was already well known as a brewer, but it was just more and more and more. Mm -hmm. I loved that because of this brewery, Edith was closer to Diana because of it. I loved that because of this brewery, it finally brought Edith and Helen back together and they would be able to finish out their lives together. Mm-hmm. I just I thought it was just beautiful and poetic, but mm-hmm. quiet and moving and wonderful and awesome. I thought Helen should have come to the realization that what she did was wrong before it was her literal last option. See, she knew from the very beginning that it was wrong because as soon as but she why sent not that make letter the off, move. make the move. Well, Tavia, tell me when you have bad news to tell someone, what do you do? I don't wait fifty years, fifty plus years. What do you do? My husband usually makes me tell them right away. And <laughs> you're such a child. Yes. Um, but I'm a good one. Oh, my God. Um, but it's just she knew from the very moment what she did was wrong. She's always known that. Even Orville, her wonderful, sweet husband, told her somewhat often, like, hey, you could reach out to her. Like, they knew what was going on in Edith's life. So Mm -hmm. she was checking up on her. She knew what she did was wrong, but she was living with those consequences because she figured if Edith hadn't reached out, then Edith was hella pissed because Edith didn't get pissed. And so Helen dealt with that. Like, she had no one. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I will say that bothered me with this book is, or at least I don't recall, it's saying why Helen and Orville didn't have children. 
it never said. I don't think they wanted. I think, but the, it never said. I think and the brewery I would was their baby. Sure, and I, but I would have loved for that to be discussed because mm-hmm. you don't get that a lot in fiction. Mm-hmm. People won't have children because they can't, or the something like that. Of not being but it's or not. I would choosing not to have kids. Right. I would love for it to have been. She didn't have children because she didn't want them, which is a perfectly acceptable way to live your life. It's just mm-hmm. never covered as much it's Mm -hmm. normally just someone's someone can't have children and they're devastated and it's horrible Mm -hmm. and it's just i would love to see a different perspective i get that so but that would be the only thing that i really had issue with i think that the ending was wrapped up quickly just because that wasn't the point of the story the point of the story was how differently their lives went but it's still it still came back. They mm-hmm. still always came back. It was, I felt like the moral of the story was second chances and that them getting back together wasn't the point because that was always going to be how it ended. There would be no no point to the book if they didn't get back together. So that wasn't the ulterior motive. Like it was just... I can see that. It was just written to be beautiful and to see how two sisters could go in very opposite directions but still end up mm-hmm. in the same place. And I just, oh my God, I won't shut up about it for a while. Yep. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> well, I am sorry that you didn't love it, love it. I mean, I'm not going to love every book though. But that's, that's And that's okay. You know, but that's I am very so proud well. of you for reading it. Yes. You went and out of your comfort zone. I did. And I went, I mean, it went pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It was a quick read. Yeah. It um, was like 350 pages. This is probably a really terrible thing. But as a side note, I listened to part of it on audio. <laughs> and it was read in the Minnesotan accent. And I didn't love it. Do you remember Bobby's world as a kid? Yes. Don't you know Bobby? Yeah. The whole story was read in that accent. And it graded. Like, I get that my southern accent is going to annoy hella tons of people. Yeah. But I just couldn't. I I had to stop listening to it because it was annoying (laughs) me so much and finish reading it. Um, But just as a side note, in case anyone has a problem with narrators, Mm -hmm. it was not my favorite. I get the I get why they did it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't my favorite. That didn't even occur to me cuz I'm not an audiobook person, but that didn't even occur to me that they could read it with a Minnesotan accent until you said that and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm glad I didn't." Yeah. Because I'm weird about how people speak. I'm weird mm-hmm. about noises. I'm weird about a whole yeah. lot of things. The narration has to be good on the audio story for me to enjoy it. Mm. And I just I didn't love this one. So that's as an aside note, if anyone's thinking about checking it out on audio. Totally understand. I thought that this was a cute, charming little story that I will never read again. I thought it was beautiful and I want to own it. That's good. Good for you. I can't wait to take a picture of it with like a big old beer next to it. I was like picturing in my mind what you would Yes, I was just envisioning like, oh my God, and I it needs to be a dark beer because IPAs can typically be darker mm-hmm. or a stout because grandma. I don't know what IPA stands for. Imperial Pilsner something. Um, I just know that I am not an IPA fan. I like literally every single other kind of beer. 
except mm-hmm. for IPAs. I know that my dad drinks loaves of bread. He enjoys it really, the really dark beer with like lots of foam. Foam is head. I wasn't going to say it. You're a child. The dark beers can be all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes Guinness. Like with lots and lots of head. Mm hmm. That's how they pour it. You know, um, traditionally, when you pour a Guinness, like draft style, it takes a long time to do it correctly. Hmm. Because you don't just like like pull the tap and just let it go. Mm-hmm. Like you do it in a very specific way. To Be- get the certain amount yeah. of head. Yeah. It's just, it's. I find that super cool, super interesting. I would love to actually go to Ireland. Mm-hmm. I don't even really like Guinness. Although I have not tried it recently i tried it many many years ago when i was but a child around beer and so i would love to try it now Mm. because when i first started drinking beer Mm -hmm. i hated blue moon Mm -hmm. but now blue moon like the blue moon lady in this book oh my god she was super annoying oh she was and i was so proud of diana (laughs) for telling her to f off i I thought it was hysterical Um, here's what I know about beer, okay? So my dad drinks loaves of bread, and he also says, if you have to put fruit in it, it's not a beer. Don't drink it. <laughs> that is the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> um, the, uh, Grandma Betsy that made that strawberry, um, it was, was supposed precious. to be, I think it's pronounced goes. Goose is what I was calling it. I think it's goes. Because it's a sour beer, mm-hmm. and that's not typically my thing. I don't like sour anything. But every once in a while, I do like a fruity beer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a strawberry beer that I've had that's really weird, but it's oddly good. Mm-hmm. And so I could just imagine what she did and how they were like, this isn't a ghost. It's not sour. And she's like, but I didn't want it sour. And he's like, "That's then you can't call it this. <laughs> I just, I loved these grandmas yes. and just being like, well. That's not why I made it. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I thought they it was were precious. Fresh. I loved them. The grandmas. I loved the grandmas in the brewery. They were super cute. I like cider or cidre. You know, it's... Stellar Artois. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stella's cider is very good. It's the only cider that Daniel will drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel only drinks one kind of beer, so that doesn't and surprise one kind me. Of rum. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me that he only drinks one type of cider. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, y'all two will have nothing to drink at the wedding then other than champagne. That's fine. We'll bring our own drinks. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> He'll bring his big like jug that he carries around all the time. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I hope you guys will read it and tell us what you think. I would love to talk to somebody else that really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And I'm sure Tavia would love to just bemoan with someone else. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just thought that there were a lot of things that you ha- I would yeah. have done differently. Yeah. You would have thrown magic and smut in there. Not necessarily. I just wanted more of a happy ending. It didn't what like would, it didn't have like a happy ending. It just kind of had an ending. What would have made the ending better for you? What needed to happen? Well, like I said, I wanted I wanted Diana's brewery to us to follow it to where they were like well known, where they were very successful. I wanted Helen to like you know throw herself at Eva's feet and but that be wouldn't super have been apologetic, Helen. you know. I know. I wanted. I wanted her to change. <laughs> like I wanted her to be a completely different person. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I think the change happened gradually, mm-hmm. and so gradual that we didn't see it. But I think 
she obviously changed because she showed up. I get that. I also wanted the the narrative to be a little bit more linear. I get that. And, and even in some chapters, we jump years. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why? Yeah. Or like we would meet random people for like the the briefest of seconds. And it's like, why did I meet them? And it wouldn't How show up relevant? until someone yeah. else's chapter much, yeah. much later. Yeah. No, I get that. That was definitely, it was like a learning curve that I had to get used mm-hmm. to. But I did enjoy it later when people would pop up in other person's mm-hmm. perspective. So I did, it did take me a second, but I did learn to love it. We should have our listeners tell us if they like it or hate it. And we can make a chart. Team Tavia and Team Susie. I would love a chart. I love a chart. I would love to do that. So please, guys, tell us if you liked it. Tell us if you didn't. And better yet, show your work on why. Yes. Show your work always. I love I love to say, all right, show your work. Because <laughs> it takes people off guard. That's funny. Especially me telling that to my younger brother. who's like, this isn't school. <laughs> That's really funny. But no, I, I would love to mm-hmm. know why you hated it or why mm-hmm. you loved it. One thing I will say is that it made me cherish the relationship I do have with my sister. Mm. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Neither one of us have ever double crossed each other in such a, such that a way. That was so dirty what she did. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, but I did. Oh, my God. I didn't bring this up. I loved like 50 years later learning that Edith was the one that set out those beers yes. for Helen. And Helen always thought she was like mean and tattled on her. And, and she always thought it was her father. And Edith never said. She could have said. Like, I just thought but that she was. she just didn't need the she accolades. Didn't, or the, she didn't need it like Helen re- did. The recognition, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Edith eventually got the all the accolades that Helen never got. So this, that's why I think the balance ended up. Yeah, I, I can see that. That makes sense. It was so beautiful and so well done. I wish I could write like that. Maybe you should move to Minnesota. I would love to move to... uh, mm, It's very cold there. I do not want to be there. Minneapolis is in Minnesota. Yes. It is on my list of cities that I would love to visit in order to decide if I would like to live there. I think if it snows more there than it does here i will not go you know chris is a ginger right yeah but i'm not he's like i don't have to move where chris is um i know i wasn't saying that you have to go where i go (laughs) i was just saying that it is on my short list of places that i would like to figure things out i get that well are we done with this discussion yes ma'am all right side note because we suck at life we did not get the giveaway together this past week, but I promise you guys it's coming. Yes, we'll do like a short video mm-hmm. and talk about our choices of books mm-hmm. and we'll let you guys know yes. when that's dropping. I I promise it's coming. We, we're not just making this up. We're just keeping up. you waiting with bated breath. Yes. <laughs> we have a real bad tendency to not want to stop talking. I'm so sorry. We'll let you go. I mean, it's, I, I don't think it's a problem. I, I think that you and I could probably discuss this book for another hour. Probably. And maybe that's, like, on one hand, I want us to always love the books that our buddy reads are. But on the other, like, 
it gives us something more to mm-hmm. talk about. I the even pulled up. is a good thing. Yeah. Like I even pulled up discussion questions just in case we didn't have enough to talk about, but we were good. Mm-hmm. I think we run out of things to say when we love the book. Yeah. When both of us love it. Maybe we should aim for more books that we know are going to juxtapose us. Maybe. Although I thought I did that with Soul of an Octopus, but I ended up loving it. I, I ended up really liking and it. And yeah, I like I thought I thought that you yes. were going to really mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. So I did if try. If you want to choose more books that I'm going to be on the mass spectrum of more contemporary fiction. Because I, I just really but see, don't like it. it's normally not my thing either. But I've read a few contemporary fictions this year and last year that I was surprisingly okay with. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something that I think I don't like. But I'm actually mm-hmm. okay with it. Or maybe it's is just... Is that like the same... Like people that say their favorite book is something really academic to sound smart. Mm-hmm. But their favorite book is really something else. It's like the reverse for you. <laughs> I do that with ice cream. <laughs> What's your actual favorite ice cream flavor? It's the one you yelled at me about eating. Neapolitan. Uh, <laughs> Tavia, make a decision, woman. No, I want them all. Which is really funny coming from me that I want I you know. to make a decision. But yeah. I, I don't want strawberry and chocolate and vanilla all oh, in the same scoop. I want them scoop. all. I no. want ice cream soup. Mm-hmm. So what do you tell people is your favorite? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Which is, I still love it. Mm-hmm. But... Given the, mm, I don't know, given the choice between Neapolitan and cookie dough, uh, all together, all of them. Interesting. Yeah. I think the question is more in depth than that. Because what is your favorite ice cream wherever you're going? Like, what's your favorite ice cream at Baskin Robbins? Or what's your favorite ice cream at Brewster's? I would get the same regardless. No. But see, I am not the ice cream connoisseur I, that you are. Daniel and I are, are dessert connoisseurs. That is a thing. Um, um, my favorite you know. current dessert place is the new cookie dough place on North Shore. I told him to take you there, so it's his fault that he has not. He does like raw cookies. I'm surprised that he... <laughs> no. Here's how he wants his cookie, okay? He wants the dough sliced, put on the sheet pan put in the oven for exactly one minute so it's warm (laughs) and then taken back out and like scooped into a mush see i my cookies aren't quite like that but i do make the best chocolate chip cookies because i bake them in exactly the amount of time to where it's hardened but it will never get hard i like crunchy cookies when i do do like slice and bake cookies at home i like them like crunchy because i like to dip them in the milk and get them soft like that Why can they just not automatically be soft and then you wouldn't need milk? No, you have to have milk. Milk and cookies, that's a thing. Yeah, but like I want mine so soft that I don't have to dip them in milk. I want it to be a choice. I want to dip it in milk. And if it's too soft, it falls apart. And then you have to like stick your whole arm in the bottom of the milk can. Or you just drink it out. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very serious debate on cookies all of a sudden. This whole episode has been a debate and I (laughs) love it. We should really let them go, though. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. I hope you guys like the book. Yes. Go read it. Okay. Bye. Bye.